Okay. How's it going? All right. <laughs> uh, just, just being me. Yeah. I just feel like I hardly know what's going on. Being radio silence all weekend. So, I'm not gonna lie. It's really, really annoying that literally no one else will talk to me in the Discord. I'm sorry. I saw the stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like sending all this stuff. I'm like, someone respond to me. Give me a validation for my existence. <laughs> when I'm not around, it's just hard. <laughs> I mean, like Stony will usually talk in like the general chat every once in a while. That's like, mm-hmm. come on, magic players, say something in the magic chat. I'm posting psychotic blonde girls in the magic chat for crying out loud. Bear traps. Yeah. But I think there's also a sword theme going on in the new set. A sword theme? Yeah. Like all almost everyone is holding a sword and it's really weird. I feel like that's far less weird than you think it should be. But I feel like there's a theme to it because they all have they're not like normal looking swords, they all have weird looking hilts. It know. could just be a stylization. It could be, but I feel like that's intentional, and there's going to be there's going to be some sweet ass equipment in the set. I'll just trust you, man. But... What? So, what was the thing you were talking about? That got us on this topic. Oh, um, so I listen to Magic Mike's yeah. podcast about magic. <laughs> not not male strippers. Uh, by the way, I scrolled up in the Discord and ran into that safety hammer video. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> As you were saying, not strippers, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, and there is there's been lots of Twitter uproar about various things lately, because of course there has been. But one of, one of the things that someone had said on Magic Mike's was like, they were talking about someone who had, they like, they posted this big long letter and be like, I've listened to all your feedback, but I'm not changing my opinion on stuff and whatever. Yeah. And one of the hosts was like, did they even listen to the feedback? Like, they're not changing anything. They're not like justifying blah, blah, blah. And like, here's the thing that oh, people man. don't seem to understand. Someone can listen to your feedback and fucking ignore it. <laughs> like, not not ignore it, because I, so I'm of the opinion that the word ignore, and I may be just completely wrong, but the word ignore, it, like, you have to actively ignore something. True. Like, True. I feel like it's hitting the ignore button and just not paying attention to it. Like, somebody can, but like, somebody can read that feedback and go, this is a bad idea, and walk away from it. Yeah, someone can like listen to your like, feedback. Take it to heart or even like look at it and examine it and be like, oh, this may be something and then like finally realize, no, it's not and then not implement it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sorry you disagree with my personal feelings on this, but I'm, I'm not going to change my personal feelings, right? Like, yeah, right. That doesn't mean they didn't listen to what you said. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to stick with my own, my own thing on this. Yeah. Because that like, is their right as a human being. <laughs> like, they actually responded to it and were just like, yeah, I read the feedback and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, that's like the exact, like, how could they not listen? Like, how do you say that? Like, they did. They looked at it and they're like, okay, yeah, I disagree, though. Like, it may be right or wrong, whatever it is, but like, that, uh, that's just, 
that's infuriating. I'm sorry. Like, like I get it. I can under, I can somewhat understand the people who are like shouting into the void and the void never shouts back at them saying you suck or anything Yeah. like, you know, they're like, Hey, Watsy, you should, you know, print only mythics in your packs or something like that. Like, and then they don't do it. And I can see other people like, Oh, they're not listening to me. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're wrong you? still, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, no, this is like a straight up, like, I, I suppose let's so it's, it's the, it's a, uh, an organization called like play it forward or something. Okay. And what they did is they would give a special, very limited edition play mat or something to commemorate for any um, female trans or non-binary person, like the highest placing person in a GP or SEG mm-hmm. event. All right. Okay. This this place would do it. This is what they did. Okay. Yeah, that's and, what they're saying. Okay. And the person in charge of it made a post saying that they they were not going to acknowledge anyone they're not going to acknowledge the people who placed highest if they did it through unintentional draws or through intentional draws okay right because intentional draws are like this big hubbub thing like there's people who fall on like either they should never happen or they're part of the thing or there's people like me who are like whatever yeah like right there's some people the, who... the world with intentional draws is better than the world without them yes promise you like it really is because slow play is a thing yeah right like unintentional draws suck but here's the thing you have to still play good enough to get into that position in the first place right like yeah as much as you hate it (laughs) as much as you hate it it happens i've done it i've conceded when i didn't when i legitimately won like matches before like it's just part of playing competitive magic. Some people fall on the hard line for it where it shouldn't exist. And as a result of that, the person in charge of this group said that anyone who unintentional draws is disqualified from being eligible for the playmat or whatever the hell they get. They get. And this caused a big uproar for the trans, females, and non-binary folk who are like, you're, you're forcing people to choose between an actual competitive advantage... Or your playmat, like advancing themselves up the ladder to try and actually like get into top eight and yada yada yada. Because let's be real, if you can draw the top eight and you don't, you're dumb. Yes, like I so, agree. But, so they're like you, either you're forcing people to choose between one of these two things, and you know there's this big hubbub. And after like a few days after that, the people were like. um well, or uh, everyone is like freaking out about it. And then the per- then the lady made her post saying that you know she's gonna like she listened to the feedback. She understands where everyone's coming from. She's going to stick to what she believes is right. Sure. And that led to the person on this podcast being like, "How are you know? How is this this lady not listening to feedback and yada yada yada?" And it's like, but she is. She's just sticking to what she thinks is morally correct. She's, I she's just following her their beliefs, yeah. Which I, is already which which the thing they're doing is already a belief structure. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I agree that this lady in charge is wrong, but I mean I agree too. But it's like it is her okay. right to do so because she literally made the program, right? Yeah. She gets to give up. She gets to choose her own stipulations mm-hmm. for whatever this fancy reward is. Like, if you think that her 
if you think that drawing the top eight is worth more to you than the recognition you get from this group, that's for you to make. That's fine. Yeah, yeah honestly, it is. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks, you know, if you have to make that decision. But, like, I mean, it's kind of full of crappy decisions like yeah. that. You should hold up yeah. one second here. I need to go make sure the cat doesn't get fed twice. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Sorry. Alt one. Okay. Yeah, roommates came home, and I wanted to make sure they didn't refeed the cat because it was my job to feed the cat. And there was a pretty, you know, the cat would gladly eat a second time. Yeah, you did your job, so right. you wanted to make sure they know you did your job. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like. It's it's one of those things like I can already hear the people on Reddit like <laughs> about just about the group in general being like, you know, oh, why are you singling out only this group? Blah, 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 stuff and stuff and things and stuff like, yeah. you know, like I've been on Reddit long enough to know that that people come out of the woodwork. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, everybody's going to have their own angle about what they like or don't like and do and don't like. It's like. But, like, I don't think you can blame the person for not listening. Like, I, I feel like people use the term not listening for shorthand for not changing what I want. Yes, that is like, exactly what it is. You know, and it's not the same thing. Like, like I don't know if it's just people thinking so highly of themselves that they are of the probably, opinion probably. that... <laughs> That anything they say means that, you know, the person automatically has to understand that they're right and they should listen to them. Yeah. Which is actually probably what it is, because everyone is ridiculously conceited. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You meant everyone in general, like, like larger than just, ev like, all people, right? Yes. Okay, good. I'm just making sure you weren't like just saying just this podcast or something like that. I just wanted to make sure you meant everybody. Oh, I mean everybody, including us. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I mean all people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the the difference is we acknowledge it and we know it. Yeah, that's something I came to terms with a long time ago. So, like, <laughs> which was really good for me to realize that, like, yeah, I'm super super selfish, but <laughs> and really like myself. Um, <laughs> It's a good survival trait. I guess. In most cases. but yeah. As long as you know when to turn it off and not get stabbed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, practicality is a big thing. Exactly. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, It's one of those weird things. Like, those kind of logical fallacies just always, like, drive me crazy to some degree. Like. I always just go absolutely biscuits about some of them. Understandably so, also. Like, it's something about people being exceptionally dumb <laughs> with no actual justification. Yeah, like, like, I'll admit, I fall, like, we all fall into the traps all the time. Like, yeah. some of, sometimes I do it and know I'm doing it and I'm just okay with it and I'll accept it. Um, and I've actually used it, um, with people that I know that won't pick up on it, that they're actually like logical fallacies just uh -huh. to like, you know, because I'm me and you know, if I want something, I'm going to get it. Yeah. Um, you, you will do whatever is necessary to ensure that you get what you want. Yeah, pretty much close, but not a hundred percent, but you know, sometimes like, like I know there's arguments that like we've been having as a group or something like that. And I will literally, literally use a specific logical fallacy to prove a point, even though it's a fallacy 
because I I know if I do it in the right way, people won't pick up on it. <laughs> I re- like, I recall you being a big fan of like reductio ad in absurdum or whatever the hell it's called. Yep, like that is something you did a lot. It the thing is is I I actually feel like it's a useful tool. It can be like when used properly. I I will not declare that I use it properly, <laughs> but like. I find it one like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like like in science, like okay, how do we understand germs? Well, let's make them bigger and look at them like that. Yep. So we can see them better and stuff, and you can you know all that. Well, how do you make an idea easier to understand? Blow it up and look at it. That's kind of what that function does. So if you take take an idea that has a grain of absurdity, which all all ideas we have have a grain of absurdity, like oh, that's man. that's just a core belief I have. Like everything, everything about us, there is some, some amount of absurdity and I love it. But if you take that absurdity and just magnify it to a gigantic state, it makes it easier to look at something and understand it. And like, I don't think you have to be like, wow, this is absurd. when you blow it up and like, be like, and swear it off. I think you can blow it up and look at it and be like, this is absurd, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I think that's where I differ from, from most people and stuff like that. Like, I think even with a lot of this stuff, like there's like people are like, if I can logically prove you wrong in some way, that's okay. And like sometimes it's just like, no, belief's fine. Like, <laughs> and I know that sounds like completely back ass words, but like, I think there are times where it's totally okay. I mean, I guess. Oh, one one thing that your your brother said to me a long time ago while we were working one of our overnights. <laughs> That actually just stuck with me ever since he said it. And it, it just made me realize something about myself. Uh-huh. I It's not that I want to be proven wrong. Yep. It's that I want other people to realize that they're wrong. And then I want them to now think the right way. Fair enough. Like, I don't, I don't personally care for, like, the moral victories. I care about yeah. the other person no longer being bad yeah like you want to actually like correct thought yes see like we're, when i start arguing things like like i'm trying to win usually yeah. and then if i realize i can't win i just want to prove they're wrong exactly <laughs> like, like we just have different philosophies on why we argue about things yeah like honestly i don't care if they course correct or anything like that i just want them to know that they're wrong and bad yeah like <laughs> and that's kind of like where I think I like infuriate a lot of people when I'm like talking about magic and stuff with them. Yeah. Is I'll never just give them the answer. I'll be like, "Well, how did you get to this reasoning?" And I'll tell you yeah. why your reasoning is wrong. Yeah, like, like th- that's another one of my logical fallacies on this list. The the it it worked so it was right thing. Yep. Like that just drives me crazy. Like I get people like that's something I, I see at work my like in my job all the time too. Like. They're like, oh, I fixed this problem by doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, you realize you approached that problem the entirely wrong way and somehow got the right answer. Yep. Like, like you were looking at this from the complete wrong direction and made a bunch of F-ups, and, like, the F-ups just all canceled out. Like, I don't know how you did it, but, like, you know, and that's one thing that, like, I can't, like, I don't like because, you know, like... If I tell somebody to go solve a problem, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, if they can go and solve the problem and it works out. But, like, one of the, like, epidemics I see from people is is that they they don't... Like, I don't want to say they don't... Like, you can approach problems in multiple different ways, obviously, and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But like, you know, when you're working in something that is more towards the, I'll use the term scientific, even though I don't consider what I do particularly scientific, even though it's working with computers, but like, like approaching something like that, there is a, like a logical process that should be followed with things instead yep. of just like shooting things at each other. Like, like, you know, when I, when I troubleshoot a problem, like indirectly, I use the scientific method. Like, you know, I am test, I am, I am making a hypothesis. I am testing a variable and then I am reviewing my findings and revising my hypothesis. Like that is how, like, that is how I go about fixing things, you know, like, and you'll see some people when they go out to fix things and it's like, Oh, we're going to change like 15 things on this one thing and like do this and this and this and they're like, Oh, it worked. And then they wander away. And it's like, but what fixed it? Like you have no idea what fixed the problem or what the problem even really was. Yeah. What like, if the problem comes back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That and like, even matters. what, like, exactly. Like, or even when I'm wrong or something like that, like people, the thing that, one of the things that gets me is people troubleshooting a hardware problem as a software problem or vice versa. Like, and, and there's been times where it's like, it, it looks like a hardware problem and it's a software problem and people have gone about it and it's, and it's been right. And I'm like, I will refuse to change from what I, how the, the way I'm doing things. Like if I, you know, obviously I'll take the data and reassess and change how I am with that issue. But it's like, if I see a problem that should be a hardware problem, I'm going to approach it from a hardware perspective instead of just coming at it from weird angles and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're talking about my computer right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but we should be, but <laughs> like, it should know. just be a wiring issue. Yeah. But it's not. I don't I don't know what like <laughs> I think we just need to call up a priest and get an exorcism. Like <laughs> I don't know what the hell, man. Yeah. But like I don't know. Like well, and th that's that's one of my magic problems too that I've seen people have, you know. Like that's one of my favorite stories. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, the when oh what's his name? Brian? No, not Brian. So I don't even remember his name anymore. Yep. But yeah, like, like I beat I beat somebody and laid out my sideboard and asked you about it and they're like, why does it matter? You won. Yep. You obviously did it right. Man, I have to. The give best up. thing the best thing was that Zach gave me approval. So. Yeah, but you know why? Because Zach is better than that kid than guy is. Oh, I know. Like, hands down. <laughs> yeah, I actually beating, beating Zach in Legacy that one time was like my like one of my favorite moments ever. Like I was like, oh my god, I beat him. Like he's good. But, I actually have something along those lines that just happened like two weeks ago where um, I was playing in. So, oh, so first thing, not so humble brag. I am currently, I have won all three uh, FNM tournaments I played. Or I've, I've won all three standard tournaments I have played with Feather. Yeah, buddy, because that Flex. deck's gas as hell. Deck's insane. Oh, God, I love that deck. I won on a Mulda 4 on a Friday. How? being awesome like what did like what did you mold who uh i mold two uh two temples shock reckless rage <laughs> so that's what you kept in your hand that is what i kept in my hand would you like and... to <laughs> would you like to know how the game ended huh i looked across at sean who was my opponent who kept on seven mind you and i'm like if i show you my hand will you concede to me and he's like, I don't think I'm winning anyway, so sure. So I showed him Feather, God's Willing, and I had a fourth land on top of my library. Oh my god. <laughs> like, his hand was just like, he had just drawn like three lands in a row. You just got lucky as hell. I murdered everything he played. 
Like oh, I had man. I had two um uh Dreadhorde Arcanists going and I just like oh. I just like obviously I have three lands in play. Like I've just been ripping, you know, ca- like actual cards over and over and over. And like my Arcanists were like four sixes or something insane like that. He's like, I don't think I can beat anything you're doing right now. So, so the fact that I had Feather and God's Willing meant he was never beating me, period. Yeah. Like, see, oh, all right. Like, tangent, I know this isn't supposed to, like, this is a bonus episode. We're not talking about magic, but I have to talk about it. So, like, that Naya build, the yep. reason I'm off of it is because I don't think you can do things like that with that deck. I agree. Like, like I think you could dig your way out of it with that deck. Like, drawing, you, like you'd eventually draw cards and stuff like that, but I feel like you have to do too much nothing. Whereas, like, I have won so many games being on, like, two mana. And just, like, you know, turn two, slam a legionnaire attack, and just hope they don't have it. And then after that, it's just like, all right, here we go. Like, Well, that's... Here's the thing, right? Jerry Thompson himself is like, there's no reason to play Naya, because green does nothing to help the weaknesses of the deck, and does nothing to help... Like you're actually improve your game plan. Yeah. Like Collision Colossus is not that good. Like it's good, but I don't think it's it's worth screwing up screwing up your mana base good. No. And the the green enchantment, while it plays well with everything else in the deck, yep. it itself in and of itself, it does nothing to help with the rest of your deck. Yeah, like as I said, it's... like like playing that on turn two does not feel particularly good. No. And if you're playing it after turn two, why is it in your deck? Yeah, right? Like, you know, as I said, I beat, like, I had a, uh, I played against a Naya, a Naya opponent that had, that was playing that deck. Um, I got land screwed on two lands and eventually drew out of the land screw and stuff like that. They ended up getting two of those and I beat them. <laughs> yep. Like, and there's, honestly, there's no way I should have won that game. They, they misplayed like crazy, but they were just bad. Um, People like also kept, just people also just don't understand what the feather deck is. Yeah, it's not an aggro deck. No, it's a combo mid range deck. Yes, it really is. Like you can and you can play an aggro game with it, but like it's Absolutely. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of times like I, you know, it really matters. Like if I'm sitting turn two, I'm on the play and I'm holding like. You know, a Legionnaire or like a Takali Honor Guard or a Dreadheart or a Canis, I'm really looking at what land my opponent played, and I am, I am, that really matters. Like that turn two play is hard. Yes. Like <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like oh, shit, son. Like you know, you have to really weigh options and stuff like that with it and stuff. Because there's certain matchups where it's like, depending on what I see them play, like I'm gonna slam that uh that Legionnaire, and I'm just gonna start attacking with it, and I don't care. Like. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of games where it's like, man, I really want that Arcanist so that turn three I can go land Legionnaire, do something, attack, flash it back kind of thing, you know, yeah. or keep protection over. Like, it's just so, oh, I love that deck, man. That deck I is do, so fun. I'm kind of coming to the opinion that most of the time it's actually correct to go Arcanist first. But I agree. It's I do. I agree as well. Yeah. I think it's debatable. Like, I think there's a lot of situations where it's like, you just... Sometimes you just want to get your feet off the ground and get going. Yeah. Like, you know, like if I, 
if I'm on the play like turn two and like I see my opponent play like a blue white land, like I'm probably just playing the two three the legionnaire. I'm just I'm like, all right, let's race this out. Yeah, you're just bringing the pain at that point, right? Like, yep. But okay. uh, so back to my actual story. Okay, yeah, back to actual story. Sorry. Uh, the first FNM <laughs> I played with Feather, I actually lost round one to Robert. Mm-hmm. I won this tournament, by the way. Yeah, that was that was the savage massacre girl, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was the well. Game one, he just massacre girled me and went after yeah. I had made twenty some odd tokens with Krenko. Uh, that's of just all things. awesome. I love it. That's just savage. You deserve it every once in a while. I know. <laughs> and then, like, I run him the hell over game two, and then game three, I have an awkward draw, and he beats me, mm-hmm. and um, he beats me. Because because of my awkward draw, he's actually able mm-hmm. to um, finality wipe my board, and I just can't recover. Mm-hmm. So after the game's over, you know, we're sitting there, we're talking about sideboarding and all that. I don't remember, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe we were actually talking about it at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I, he mentions that he brought in the uh, finality against me. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, because I can use it to, like, kill your creatures and stuff. I'm like, but it costs six mana. And by the time yeah. you cast it, my guys can have five or more toughness. Yeah. And like, we just kind of like get into it. Just arguing Cause, about Because it's the, it's the card that won in the game. And, yeah. And like, he's like, he's like, this won me the game. It must be good, right? Well, that's literally what he said. Like, at one yeah. point, like, we're looking at it and he's like, well, I won, didn't I? And like, at that point, I'm just done with the conversation. Yeah. Like, it's not worth talking about anymore because it's not worth like, Obviously, I'm not going to convince him why what yeah. he did was wrong. But, like, I'm trying to explain to him. It's like, all I need to do is cast a Gird for battle. Yeah. Like, with either a Feather in play or mm-hmm. with an Arcanist in play. And suddenly, my creatures have five toughness. Yeah. All of them are out of reach of that. Yeah. Easy. Like, I kind of want my opponents to bring in stuff like, you know, Cry of the Canarium and, and or Finality. Like, you know, it's like... yeah. <laughs> Like, that is actually beneficial for me. And at one point, I tell him, like, well, if you think finality is so good, bring in four against me next time and see how well it goes for you. Because <laughs> I was just getting petulant at that point. I was going to say, you were just getting John at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but it's I like, can imagine you getting salty. I understand, right? Because the Masker mm-hmm. Girl won him game one because Krenko was bigger than anything he played mm-hmm. and was making infinite blockers. Like, I could not mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Even though I was at like three life, and no, I was at exactly four life, <laughs> so it's like no, like, and I just nothing saved you. <laughs> yeah, I made what I made the one mistake by attacking with my second honor guard like an idiot. Got both my honor guards killed yep. and lost. And I think like he was, I think he might have just been like hung up on the whole thought of Krenko doing things. Yeah, even though I bore down, to, I bore it down to only one Krenko against him. Yeah, which. By the way, I switched out my third Krenko for my first Tomic. Okay. Tomic is solidly I, I okay against like mono blue. Okay. I. Uh, it seems like you'd be good against the Nissa decks. Also very good against Nissa. Like I've, I've been seeing those quite a bit, and like the Nissa decks are, are either like I have trouble with them because they just get too many creatures, or I absolutely decimate them by one mana stone raining them constantly and then attacking them for like six. <laughs> At one point, I literally looked at Hobbs while we were playing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I almost don't want to kill your Nyssa, because I want you to keep animating your land so I keep killing them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I just straight up told him that, and then I killed his Nyssa anyways, because 
I don't want him to keep having excess mana. Table talk. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is one of my strengths. Like, like, just in general to some degree. Like, you know, realizing that, like, I, I think I'm one, per, I'm, I'm someone who can kind of pick out even and realize I got really lucky even though I made a like not necessarily the correct decision or I did make decent decisions and that and got to the point where variance carried it over for like mm -hmm. some of the like you know it worked out sort of things like you know like and there's been some things too where it's like that did not work and I'm like I know this works actually it's just and I and here are the failure points and stuff like that and like you know it, the tough part is selling it to other people like uh-huh no, Look, but... it's it's very very easy to get results orientated because mm -hmm. there's very clearly a result there that shows it to you right like, yeah and it works both ways sometimes you board in a car that's supposed to be good and it winds up being really really bad doesn't mean yeah. you're not supposed to board it in mm -hmm. yeah you know? exactly it's like sometimes you you know you get an oil change for your car and suddenly your car your engine explodes and shit like that right yeah. it's like doesn't mean you're not supposed to get an oil change for your goddamn car yeah right like it may be it may be variants that you got the mechanic that just didn't know what they were doing and forgot to put oil in your car yeah because that's happened to people like a lot like you know like it's just yeah like you know you, that's what makes it so good like just realizing that like variance is a thing and there's not much you can do about the variance like you know it's like okay like i just got to do the good things you know <laughs> but like and that that was just one of the ones that just showed like crazy and like I don't see how people can not see it sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, like and maybe it's just because of the of the world I've lived in and like the things I've seen with it and stuff like that. But like I, I just you know, like that guy saying you know, whatever or something like that, you know, well you won so it must have worked out. I'm like, what? Like I just Pat, don't get I don't Pat, I don't get it how his, people can have that. His name was Pat, I just remember it. Okay, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I know. I know faceless, you don't care. Faceless oh, person A. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, that's just one that always gets me. You know what my absolutely most tilting one is, though? Mm. And if you ever worked with me, you would just watch me go absolutely ballistic as soon as somebody says this one. And I, I've, I'm sure I've said it before. Like, th I don't think this one pertains to magic, luckily, much. So maybe we can talk somewhere else. But I'm, uh, Every bonus episode we have has a magic tangent. It's oh yeah, just, it's required. Oh yeah, but so <laughs> as soon, if you want to just put me on tilt, just utter this phrase to me at work. But we've always done it that way. Yeah. Like, oh my god, does that piss me off more than anything? Like, I'm okay if there's a reason you do it that way. Yep. But, like, I want to know the reason you do it that way, not just that that's the way we always did it. Like, and every time I have to, like, like, I've had to use that excuse to people be like, why, you know, we're doing this thing. Why do we have to do it this way? I'm like, well, honestly, the reason is because we've always done it that way. And there's a lot, like, and usually I will follow it up with, like, I'm sorry, or I'll preface it with, I'm sorry that I have to answer it this way. And then I'll usually follow it up with more of an explanation. Like, you know, like, there's something we're doing right now. I'm like, they're like, you know, so like a different department should be doing this thing. Like, why are we doing this thing? And I'm like, well, honestly, because we've always done it that like this way is the real reason. 
but also it's going to be going away so it's not worth giving it to that department right now like <laughs> you know yeah like and i'll usually like justify it like or like not justify but like explain it ex actually explain why usually if i can help it like <laughs> and i always feel really bad but like oh my god i hate that when people do that so like, here's that's we've always done it Here's a question, though. Is that yep. better or worse than, well, this is how we did it at my previous place, so this is how we should do it here? I've actually never gotten that one. You have. Did I? At McDonald's. Manager Rob. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I think I freaked out on him. Uh, you, me, and Dan Anderson all freaked out on him. Because like... he was trying to reorganize our dry storage. Yeah. To be what it was like at his previous store instead of him learning our store. Yeah, like like one yeah, this one shift manager is like, I'm gonna reorganize everything so that I understand it instead of the bazillion other people here. Like yep. Like maybe there's some optimizations that could happen. I understand that. But like like inertia is a thing. Yeah. You know? and, and like there should be reasons for it and and also it should not be a switch like, yeah and like the entire thing was his optimization was he wanted the like he wanted to move all the cups to the a different section like the cups were all together the boxes were all together the sauces were all together he mm -hmm. wanted to switch the sections around to match what they were at his old store oh yeah it wasn't and, even like it wasn't even like a giant optimization was it no it was literally he just wanted them it was a comfort value yeah it yeah, was a okay. comfort value thing like the God. most worthless goddamn reason ever and so you have a crew it was trainer. all three of us wasn't it oh it, my you, god you have a crew trainer and two crew who've been there forever just flipping shit on a manager and none of us got in trouble <laughs> like here's the deal though like all the managers at the time would have been like oh yeah yeah it's a, you're right guys <laughs> all the managers at the time basically loved all three of us for some reason i don't know why oh my god <laughs> i don't know why they ever let me manage that store <laughs> I mean, they let me manage the store, and I've literally called like other managers the c-word and would <laughs> kick people. I would kick people out of drive-through on the regular, yeah, of I my remember. own volition, and they made me a manager. So I suppose, yeah. And it's really how did I end up managing people? Like that is literally <laughs> the career track I ended up doing for some reason. Yep. God. See, here's the thing. While you think people are idiots, you understand them. This is true. I do kind of understand people. Usually that they're idiots, but... Like... <laughs> the, George, the George Carlin quote. Think about how stupid the average person is and realize that half of them are stupider than that. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is, which is not actually accurate, but like... <laughs> it still feels like it's so close, though. <laughs> Yeah, I just like, you know. Uh, yeah, like at McDonald's when they're like, only about 3% of all customers who come back with a complaint are actually lying about them like the f*** they are. <laughs> I've seen these idiots come back and say that I messed up on their order. I didn't mess up on their order. <laughs> I don't mess up on orders. <laughs> you have a little hubris, though. Yes, but. <laughs> but. Oh, man. Like, I remember one guy... I literally, I took his order, I took his money, I made his order, I gave him his order, and he tried calling me saying that he ordered something else. I'm like, no, you didn't. 
he's like he's like well, well how do you know like because i literally did everything involving your order i rung it up i confirmed it with you i gave it to you you did not order a honey mustard snack grab <laughs> you did not order a honey mustard snack grab. <laughs> <laughs> shit man uh. joys of working late nights uh, the choice of being me man it's a good thing we worked customer service gigs <laughs> like like it sounds like we're terrible at our jobs and stuff like that but realistically like i i feel like that actually like set us up for a lot of good stuff it absolutely did because it made us understand people right like, yeah like, i much... feel like you're actually better at your job because of it too i oh i probably am yeah like i mean you're i think like from what i've heard you sound you know fairly customer oriented with the people you deliver to i very much am i think it's very i think it is very very important to actually like have a interaction relationship with everyone you deliver to because you see them on a weekly basis right yeah Mm -hmm. like you want to build up that the 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 relationship with them because you want them to trust them or you want yep. them to trust you so if something goes wrong you can try and fix it so, <laughs> the like, the emotional bank account right exactly like it, that's what it is like and pl- like you know from a you know a business standpoint too having them trust you makes them trust your company exactly like even if they don't like anyone else at the company <laughs> like it honestly does like as well, ridiculous it- as that sounds multiple times i've de- delivered to a place and they've been like yeah i didn't like your previous driver but they like me and that's all that matters so you know like when something bad happens like a pallet tips over and like a jar of olives gets shattered and i'm like i know you're like 200 miles away from our store right now but i don't have your olives they'll be like oh that's okay yeah here's a mop (laughs) like thanks thanks (laughs) (laughs) like it it goes a long way like you can you can really tell the people who like even in even in like my job which is well, I I say it's fixing computers, but honestly, like I I told one of the people who works for me one time, they they were like, all I do is babysit, you know, like you know, help people do dumb shit or something like that. I'm like, yep, that's the job. They're like, I thought it was fixing computers. I'm like, oh, son, like you, I'm like, if you want to fix computers, you're in the wrong business. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, that is not what this job is about as much as you think. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you applied for an IT job there's your first mistake like yeah like honestly like getting along with an an understanding people goes a long way like and i've been able to get honestly i've been able to get away with a lot of stuff just because people like like me for the most part and Mm -hmm. i'm not i've been able to put up with some good graces but i've had to honestly like i've had to deplete a lot of it though so like yeah but See, but so now, now you're better. like you're nearer to the top top of the pedestal, so you don't need as much good graces with the yeah. people below you. Mm-hmm. That's the nice thing about climbing the ladder is you no longer need the peop- as many people oh, uh, to like you. I'm talking about customers, air quotes, like <laughs> the people who who work for me. Like I'm, I want them to be like I, I don't want them to dislike you like me or anything like I'm, I'm not like i'm not trying to be people's friend like we'll just yeah. be honest here like honestly like when i was angling myself for this position like i was not distancing like like somewhat distancing myself from the people i worked with a little bit but oh well, i when i 
that's always something that I was always tell people when I was a manager at McDonald's is like mm-hmm. when I'm a manager, I'm not your friend, I'm your boss. Yep. I want you to work. Yep. Exactly. Which is something that my ex did not understand. It's like when I'm working, I'm not your boyfriend, I'm your coworker yep. or your manager. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even want you to bring up the fact that we're dating while we're working because yep. you don't need to. It's irrelevant. Yep. You need to do your fucking job or yeah and don't talk don't talk about that just do your job yeah. when we're done we can do whatever like <laughs> and it's it's like the same thing with the the guys i work with now it's like mm-hmm. i'm friendly with them like you know we get along yeah. we'll talk we'll bs whenever there's downtime mm-hmm. but like when there's when we're actually like working working it's like i don't want to bs i want to get the shit done yeah like i don't want to hear about your weekend i want to get out of this goddamn freezer that we've been standing in for 4 hours like I have priorities. One of them is reducing the massive amount of shrinkage I have going on right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like, yeah, when I, you know, when I was in the position I was in and stuff like that, I was actually glad that like a number of people moved off the the help desk with me and stuff at that time. Cause it's like, you know, like, like Stoney was my friend and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm actually glad he like got a different, position he got an infrastructure position that actually left the company but i'm uh like i was glad when he moved up and stuff because i'm like okay like there's one there's one issue i don't have to deal with and stuff like that and like you know and like there's a, there's a couple like andy when he got like because he got promoted to and stuff like that he was on the help desk stuff. i'm like sweet i'm like now i don't have to worry worry about that one you know like <laughs> yeah because it's like i don't want to have to like balance that you know thing if i can help it too much but well, that's another thing that we just encountered a lot of McDonald's where, like, the managers were getting too, you know, like, chummy. they were still too chummy with their crew people. And it's like, I yeah. understand you're with these people eight hours a day, you know, five days a week. Like, you're going yeah. to get to know each other. But there comes a point where you need to understand to, like, turn off the fact you're friends with them, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, and a it's lot like of... you can have a good relationship with people. Exactly. Like, like that makes sense. Like... You know, and that's something that, like, I, you know, I still try to do. Like, I, you know, I want them, uh, I want the people who, who work for me to be able to, like, to know that they can come and talk to me. I, I'm not going to, like, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who just choose ass for no reason or something like that. I, I'm very much a, I'm a, you know, Hanlon's Razor sort of person and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's like, I, I can't be your best friend, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you, know, you have we, other we, priorities. Yeah, we can sit around at work and chat about, you know, games here or there, or whether a PS2 is a retro console or not uh, for a while and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I got to be like, all right, enough of that. Let's get back to work. You know, yeah. Like, you know, stuff like that. But, and I, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm in a weird position of having to take care of these people and also take care of a company, you know, like not, mm. obviously, I'm not responsible for the entire company by any means, but like, you know, I I have a responsibility to it because of the position I'm in. It's really, it's a, it's an interesting place to be in. Yeah, you have your you do have a responsibility to a decent portion of it due to yeah. what you're in charge of. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but, yeah, that's weird. But what were we talking about? Uh, logical fallacies. Okay, we got I got way off on the rails here, but like yeah. <laughs> you got to because... have something that just pisses you off involving uh, on this subject i know you have lots of things that piss you off i mean most of them are all magic related that we've brought up a lot of times right like yeah. 
side like as as was already mentioned like the sideboarding issue and all that stuff yeah do you like you don't have anything in just like your day-to-day when like somebody says it that like you're just like god damn it not that i feel comfortable talking about on a recording okay (laughs) (laughs) i there's a certain co-worker at work that likes to say things that I very, very vehemently disagree with, but I won't even like verbally disagree with them about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I really think we should re- we should record because it's a somewhat touchy subject. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we have those and stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny how even when we're on like, you know, and I don't know how like how how it plays out on your end or something like that don't don't answer it just to leave everything to the mind i guess but like i'm uh like it's funny how there's a lot of topics that like here's here's some background for people who like the podcast or don't um but like there's a lot of issues that like even when we're on the the air like quote unquote right side of it like we just won't say anything about it yep like we like there's just certain issues where it's like we just, we're just don't not, mention things, like, right? We're just like, not going to talk about it, you know? It, it's not worth the potential drama. Like, even if I'm sure that all the people who would hear this would agree with me, yeah. it's just not worth it. I don't yeah, want exactly, to do right? drama. Yeah, like, like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of issues that we're on the, on the air, you know, quote unquote, right side of that we could talk about. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that we are just insane about. And like, there is no, like, we're just, you know, we're just crazy people about. But like... <laughs> I know I have a few, but um, yeah. uh, I mean, there was also that like just the shit that goes through our minds and stuff like that. Like, that one day I had to pull you aside at like we were at a magic event. I'm like, I'm like, I have to tell somebody this, and I know you're the only person I can. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I like told you, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, yeah. I just need to get that off my chest. <laughs> I have this really horrifying thing that I can literally tell no one, but I know I can tell you. It's like, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Because we've been there. Oh my gosh! But yeah, thanks for being a friend, John. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh fuck! But yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else that I have that I'm uh, like, you know, the logical fallacies things that I have. I try to keep myself grounded with some of the stuff. Like as I say, I always have the poster of the um, uh, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes it's because you're stupid to make bad decisions. Like. <laughs> like posted so that I can always look at it every once in a while and be like, Oh, okay. It's like, sometimes I'm just an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you still hear me? Just making sure. I'm assuming so. Yep. I didn't change that litter box. So, and that <laughs> litter box. Uh, What's up? Uh, yeah. There was stuff in both. So can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. I just, all of a sudden I got litter box like in my ear. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, just Jen asked me if the cat peed and pooped, and I said yes. So, okay. more okay. poop than pee, oddly enough. There was like two hunks of pee. I don't know. Sorry. It's all yeah. good, man. It's all I, good. I, I blame I blame Dan for that. So, okay. The, po- the poop? No, the internet. Okay. I don't okay. think he goes in the litter box. That would be a little weird. Could be. But all right, that's probably a good a good note to end on, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. All right. I don't do an outro on bonus episodes, do I? No, no. Nope, you think just so. say it. You'll say it. Talk to you later. And all I'll right. See, see ya. Oh, okay. <laughs>